Hey, welcome to our show. This is Michelle and this is Course Correction. Today I am going to be talking to Miss Sunny Speaks, who is a blogger, travel blogger, a poet, a comedian to me, and she is a vegan chef. Uh, recently she started Vegan Trappin', which she explains to me later in this episode. So if you want to hear more about that, really cool live cooking experience, make sure you listen to the rest of the episode. All right, so let's get into it. Work from home, right? Um, yeah, pretty much. Kind of, sort of. Work yeah. from everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to fix my whatever this was, ponytail. Right. Uh, yeah, I have like, yes, well, Sunday's a little twist in there, and I've been, I don't be caring, if I can be honest. I was actually, when you said you were going to call in another hour, I was like, oh, well, let me go ahead and start roller setting my hair. I got to go to New York tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of traveling, right? Um, I was watching your, I hope my house is not embarrassing right now. It probably is, but anyway, um, I was watching your YouTube and I noticed that you were telling a lot of people that you were going to be visiting down in Florida. So are, are you in Florida? No, I actually live in Atlanta. So what I um, thought. yes, so I live in Atlanta. I'm from Florida. I'm from Miami and I went to school in Tallahassee. So a lot of times when I do like the vegan trap and I go to cities where I already have kind of like a home base makes things mm-hmm. easier. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially doing stuff like that. It's like you want people to come out, you know. And, you know, the easier or the the more people trust you, the more they're willing to say, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to come and, you know, support. So, like, how did you get started? Oh, man. So, basically, um, like, 2013, I had got a trainer. So, I got out of this really bad relationship. Um, I had to move back in with my parents and, you know, like I had a college degree. It just, I just wasn't where I thought I was supposed to be in life. Like I felt really embarrassed, um, all of these things like that. And so I had put on a lot of weight, just not really from that relationship, just in the course of life. Like I had just put on weight, um, kind of really didn't notice. And I've always been like on the heavier side my whole life. Um, so I got a trainer um shout out to 100 your life and he was great and he was doing a vegan treatment for 90 days so i was like well if he could do it for 90 days i could do it for 30 days and i don't never really like to do stuff on my own so i just put it on facebook and i was like hey you know who wants to do vegan challenge with me for 30 days and like at this point i didn't really know anything about being vegan like i knew what it was but i didn't know a lot i didn't know about like a lot of products um you know, I didn't really know. I was just, you know, losing weight and starting to get into eating healthy myself. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and people liked it. And then, like, I just have kind of, like, a ratchet, like, asshole kind of personality. People think that it's funny. So I would do, like, these live cooking videos. I would do, like, Q&As because I would do all this research. And then, like, people just liked it. And so, like, every year, people would be like, oh, are we doing a vegan challenge? Yeah, we're doing a vegan challenge. Like, can I be in the vegan challenge? And so it really just kind of took a life of its own really just from something small that I wanted to do and plus it's in January so you know that's when people are trying to like New Year's resolution lose weight all that stuff so it kind of just flows so then like every year like right after Thanksgiving people are like oh man like I can't wait for the vegan challenge I ate so bad you know did it and um it just really just bloomed from there and so um 
like every year after I would do the vegan challenge, slowly but surely I would just kind of like get back into eating. Like first it would be fish and chicken, so I might have a barbecue, next thing you know I'm eating pork. I mean, mm-hmm. and I loved cheese, like loved cheese. So it was always like by the time the end of the year came around, like I would need the challenge as much as everybody else who participated because I had got back to eating meat. And then I just kept noticing like every time I would go back to eating meat, like I'd pick up weight, I'd get sick. Um, like dairy makes me feel really congested. I feel like I'm about to get a cold. Um, like I had the flu. Anytime I would eat beef or pork, I'd get really tired, like all of these things. So I was like, this kind of in my mind, like, why do you keep doing this every year? So um, this year after the vegan challenge, I just decided to stick with it and go. So it's basically been like on and off for like maybe like five or six years and then pretty much pretty consistent for like the past six months. So so can we talk about smack and steak? Like, is that something that you came up with? Yes. So um. So my smack and steak, I got here to Atlanta and I started doing like meal prep because um, people would see and they'd be like, oh, they want to buy food. And and so before I quit my job, I was just kind of like doing it on the side. And so I would do meal prep. And anytime I would do like a protein, people would always ask about like people who work out will always ask about carbs because when you do like black bean burgers, like people think like bean burgers are protein and they are, but beans are actually equal in protein to carbohydrates. So if right. you're trying to like slim down, it's not necessarily like the best option. And then also when I will make a lot of meals like vegan meat, it can be kind of pricey a little bit. So I just started doing research on YouTube and I saw like how different people would make like this steak or whatever, um, or this vegan, you know, protein source. Um, called Satan. That's like the official name of it. So I just, you know, kind of mixed up a couple pieces of recipes, mixed with my recipe. You know, it was a lot of trial and error. What I liked, what I didn't like, what could be done. Because um, I like cheated in chemistry, so I don't know. <laughs> like, <nothing. laughs> yeah, it was a lot of trial and error. Like what could be done, the amount of water, like all of the measurements and stuff like that. Um, and then I got it right. And so when I was doing meal prep, like people started to like the steak so much, they would be like, can I just buy the steak from you? Like, instead of buying the whole meal. So I right. was like, well, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make a business out of this. So you, you know what I'm saying? You buy anything, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Let's right. play, let's deal. So that's how I started, um, selling the steak. And I was like, I need to like get this trademarked because people are liking it and so I went forward with getting the tra- trademark and now I have like my own patented recipe and awesome yeah smack and steak so so like okay so how are you distributing that now right um, now well right now I just do it out of my kitchen so when people make specific orders or with um, local restaurants here in Atlanta I make it it's all made in small batches and so I distribute it like that. And then you have, you can buy a plain or there's different flavors that you can buy. So currently I offer jerk, barbecue, African Berber, which is known as the, our hot, hot, um, mm-hmm. curry. I think I said plain. Let me see. Jerk, barbecue, curry, African Berber, and plain. Oh, and the smothered. And the smothered. Wow. Okay. So like, cause when I was watching, I was like, that looks really good. 
because I'm I'm like a, a huge beef and broccoli aficionado myself. Okay, and I, when he pulled out the sunburn, I was like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I I've kind of been toying with the idea of you know trying some vegan meals. So I think I would I would have to start with something like that. You know what I'm saying? That meat because it's because it's like meat but not you know. Mm-hmm. So that's my my thing is I'm like, do I really? Can I cut out meat? You know, like being married to meat for so long, it's kind of like mm-hmm. a real divorce. So, like, what what would you say is the first thing that you have to kind of not trick yourself, but kind of realize whenever you're gonna try vegan that it's okay to stop eating the meat? Um. Well, what I tell people mainly, because um, a lot, the majority of my client base are not vegan. They're people like you. They're just looking to cut out meat, maybe one meal a day, two meals a day, four or five days a week, and then like treat themselves on the weekend. And I think that's okay. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with transitioning. You don't have to um, cut meat out completely, but whatever you put in your body the most is what your body will crave like now like a lot of people always ask me like is there nothing that you miss and like for a long time it was chicken wings like I you know what I mean like how you are with beef give me a lemon pepper all flat fry hard you know what I'm saying like yes, I'm good to go and it's not like the leg it's not the thigh it's not the whole chicken it's just chicken wings specifically mm-hmm. um the last time that I had chicken wings was December um, for my birthday. And I got so sick, like, cause I just, I don't eat meat on a regular basis, but I was on vacation. I was like, I'm in New York. It's my birthday. We lit, you know what I'm saying? So I had some chicken wings and the next day I felt so sick. I just felt, I felt like I needed to throw up, but I couldn't throw up. Like it wasn't nauseating enough to throw up. So I just had this nausea like for 24 hours. Wow. Um, it was horrible. And so like, in comparison with that it made me think like do I want to be like for 15 minutes of pleasure basically be stuck for like a day and most people won't realize that because they never cut it out of their diet so like even when I stopped eating dairy I didn't know that you know I was supposed to breathe like that like I always thought I had like (laughs) I thought I was supposed to breathe fucked up yeah, my mom has chronic bronchitis. My brother had asthma. So I was like, oh, they didn't diagnose me with anything. But obviously, I got I got breathing problems too, whatever. Um, but most people don't cut it out. So I would say if you're a person who's interested in looking at the, the meatless lifestyle, I would say, for one, you have tons and tons and tons of options now. Nine times out of ten, um, you're it's in your regular grocery store. And you just happen to be walking past it because you weren't looking for it. So, I mean, try one meal a day um, for 30 days. Challenge yourself. If you think you can do two meals a day, do two meals a day. Um, you know, meatless breakfast is the easiest one to do because you have oatmeal. You know, you can make vegan pancakes really easily. And most of us, if you work like a regular night, we don't really have time to eat breakfast anyway. Right. Most okay. people do. Um, and if you're in a rush, you can have something like a smoothie or whatever. Um, but I would say that for sure will help if you're looking into like the meatless lifestyle. And also super big thing is don't let one thing turn you off. Like a lot of people will come to me and say like, oh, I tried, you know, I won't say the name, but like X brand of cheese and, you know, it was terrible. And I was like, I'm certain that you've had terrible chicken numerous times in your life and it doesn't stop you. Like 
I won't eat chicken from that place. And it's kind of the same thing with vegan products. It's like, okay, I had, you know, terrible thing from here, but I'm not going to stop eating it, you know, or because there's a lot of different companies that make like more than one product, you know, so you'd be like, okay, well, I had this thing and it's terrible. Like um, there's a company called Daya and they make shredded cheese that's not, I particularly don't care for it that much, but they make a vegan blue cheese dressing that is like spot on out of this mm. world, like side by side. And you wouldn't, people wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. I had it just last night. I made some vegan buffalo tenders and I had it with blue cheese. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I felt that I was eating. So, you know, if you try something and you don't like it, you can be like, okay, well, I don't like this brand or I don't like this flavor and just, you know, try something else. Okay, so how do you make the tenders? Oh, they're sold by this company called Gardein. Um, mm-hmm. And they're at most stores, even Walmart. So um, you go in the Walmart frozen section. I just, you can bake them. I happen to fry them because I'm fat. So I fried them, tossed them in some Frank's Red Hot because it's buffalo and it's vegan. And I had mm-hmm. some vegan blueberries. And I ate that for dinner like two nights ago. I think not last night yet, two nights ago. So a lot of stuff, you don't have to like reinvent the wheel. And that's um, something I definitely want people to understand. Veganism is very different than the way it was 15, 20, 18, 10 years ago. Like there's literally um, vegan everything. And some of it is outstanding. Some of it, you know, needs a little bit more work. Like vegan bacon, I have yet to come across a vegan bacon that's like you know you give us time you know we need a little bit more time we ain't perfected that yet um right we just got a really good vegan egg um so yeah that- i was gonna ask you about that because i i saw you saying that um one of them in particular was very expensive but um just was it just egg i think yeah, it was? it's uh-huh. really great so if you're an egg person um which i'm an egg person if you're an egg person and you feel like you're going to be missing out on breakfast, like, just is perfect. Um, it's the price point is high. And I, I try to, with vegan products, I always try to equate it to, like, so, for example, Beyond Meat Sausage. They have the best, to me, hands-down sausage on the market. Their sausages are $9 for four of them. So, well, at least here, Florida, Georgia, New York, most places that I've been, it's, like, $9 for four of them. Which is expensive, but Beyond Meat is also, for the most part, only sold in Whole Foods. So I try to review it like a non-GMO, all-organic, they massage the pig before they kill the pig. (laughs) From Whole Foods, you would be paying the same same thing. With the Just Egg, no, I think the price point is not equivalent for the amount of eggs. Because even if you bought, like, you know, free range, you know, the chicken, no sign language, mm-hmm. they train tricks type of chicken eggs from Whole Foods, the price point still wouldn't be the same as the just eggs. So, I mean, if you can go without it, go without it. If you need it, I would say that's the best one on the market. Okay. Yeah, that's, well, like I was talking to my um, boyfriend about that yesterday because we were talking about, you know, you coming on and I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about, um, you know, a cookbook and womp de womp womp. And he was like, yeah, it just seems so expensive. And I was like, yeah, um, it does kind of seem like it, it's expensive. But then he was like, I guess if you just eat more vegetables. But I'm like, uh, I feel like there's there's more to it than just adding 
a lot of vegetables. Is that one of the misconceptions that you hear often? Well, I think the misconception is that um, it's expensive. For one, that's the one that I hear all the time. And um, like I said, if you're eating higher quality food, like, you know, so for me, for example, if I ate meat, I wouldn't be buying meat, like beef from Walmart. I would be buying beef from Whole Foods. So I'd be paying pretty much the same. So it's not that it's... um, just like outrageously expensive it's really that's not the case now some things some things are very pricey but it's not to me outside of things like I said like a just egg like it's not so far gone where you're like I'm not paying for this you know um with the more vegetables thing you can and I think that's a big misconception because people are this is one of the main questions I always get it's like what am I going to eat there's mm-hmm. a- edible plants and vegetables on the planet most of which you're never even going to try in your lifetime because we just don't have the climate to support certain things mm-hmm. like I used to live in South America and there I actually did a YouTube video where I had I think like 25 or 20 different like fruits that were just uncommon fruits that I'd never seen before that I got in the market like you know there's so, so many different things you can try like you say like oh I want to go to Brazil and try the steak like yes they have great steak they have great sushi but you probably see a bunch of fruits and vegetables that you've never seen before. And you're like, oh, well, what is this? What is this taste like? What do they use it for? Is it for juice? Is it for, you know, marinades, whatever. So you, um, something I always do um, is I, I, I go to the Asian market and I'll pick up a new fruit or a new vegetable. I'll Google it, see what it's used for. Um, do I like it? Do I not like it? And that's something I do a lot on um Instagram live with my viewers and I'll, you know, see what is cooked. I bought, what did I buy the other day? I bought a long squash. It's called a Opo, something like that. Chinese Chinese people said they don't need our squash, which we will grow our own squash, okay? They have a lot lot of their own, a lot of their own stuff. And I think that's one thing, because I have a little, like I have a a patio here. So I want to plant some stuff out here. Of course, like you said, the climate would have to be one that would kind of be, you know, you could, so you could sustain the vegetables. But I would like to grow some of my own stuff because one of my concerns is that, you know, I think we all know about Monsanto and mm-hmm. all the, you know, I, I would like to make sure that what we're eating is not poisoned. You know, I do have some Roundup downstairs, but I don't plan to use any of that. So I think that if we all kind of get to a place where we can start growing some of our own stuff, mm-hmm. kind of like how you took a, upon yourself to say, okay, well, I like this meat. I'm going to see if I can make it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just being able to try different things. So I noticed that you mentioned um, Beyonce a couple times. So I'm a huge beehiver. And mm-hmm. I really feel like, well, I liked what you said when you said, I mean, cause I think you're doing a good job. But you said you're really not even trying because after listening to her talk about how much effort she puts into pretty much everything, it's like, if, if that's your, if whatever your goal is, is that lofty, like you really have to be working like 24 hours a day. So how much effort do you say you, you put into all that you do? And are you still blogging? Um, I'm not currently blogging. I would say uh, I put in 
a lot of effort. I put 150,000% effort into my cooking. So when I'm trapping every meal that I make, like there's no shortcuts. There's no like, um, you know, I'm going to buy these cheaper ingredients to cut the bottom line. If something is, for example, usually garlic, organic garlic and regular garlic are usually the same price. I'll get the organic. Um, so I put a lot of, I research, it's trial and error, like a lot. You know, my mac and cheese is like one of my um, quote unquote, like most famous recipes. And that's as almost as much trial and error as a steak. Like it's had so many uh, transformations over time, just getting better and better. And people will be like, yeah, I love this. And it, okay, that's fine. But it's not up to my standard. So I would say definitely my Beyonce effort is like all the way with my cooking, like 100%. You know what I'm saying? If you know Beyonce, call her. I could cook her something today. Um, I could cook for Obama. Like, that's 110%. There's other things that um I don't give as much effort to, which is in a constant state of approval. I'm, um, I'm actually a low-key procrastinator. I don't know if I could say that publicly. But um, when it comes to, like, emails and um, writing recipes, things like that are really tedious for me. So like with my cookbook, sitting in front of the computer for all those hours, um, just even thinking about the measurements, because when I cook, I usually don't measure. Like I'm really an old woman inside my soul. So I don't measure. So having to think and kind of eyeball and be like, that that looks like a, a tablespoon. That looks like a teaspoon. Or even just saying like, okay, well, what I know as a tablespoon is not a tablespoon, tablespoon. So I had to make sure that, you know. Yeah, that's got to be hard. Yeah, so those things I don't, I can definitely say I didn't put that much effort. But my cooking, my cooking is on Beyonce all day, every single time. I never have, like, no matter how tired I am, how many orders I have, what I have to do, speaking engagements, um, any of that, it never, ever detracts from my cooking. This is what I love. Yeah. So, like, what's your overall goal, you think? Oh, well, you my- know. I know you know it. Sell it to oh. me. <laughs> um, my overall goal, well, <laughs> to cook dinner for Beyonce and Jay-Z, of course. Uh, okay. So, um, that's definitely a goal of mine. I would like my steak to be in stores like Walmart because I want everyone to have an opportunity to be able to eat it. I would like it to be in Dollar Tree and Family Dollar. Um, there's a lot of places here that I've driven to in Miami where they're food deserts. And so they only have like Family Dollar, Dollar General, and mm. that is their grocery store. And even though all of the food that they sell is non-perishable, it's still considered a grocery store by the CDC because it serves food, whatever that means to be. Um, so that's one of my main overarching goals is that people everywhere, especially Black people, have opportunity to choose vegan food if that's what they want to eat without leaving their neighborhood um, or underserved community. They're able to have the opportunity to try vegan food. I'd like to have a line of frozen meals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like my steak to be served in restaurants. So um, there's a lot of places that you can go that have vegan options, and some of them are just, you know, shitty, to be honest. So, like, when you go inside um, to Chipotle, for example, they have the sofrito tofu, 
well, one, a lot of people don't want to eat soy. Um, a lot of African-American vegans don't want to eat soy. So that's one. And then two, it's just, there's nothing about it that's meat-like. Like, it has a lot of flavor, but the texture is not meat-like. So when I go to Chipotle, I don't get it. I just get beans and keep it pushing. Um, there's places like Uncle Mario's that uh, has, it's kind of like the Chipotle pizza. So you go in, you pick your crust, you pick your sauce, pick your cheese, pick your toppings, and they make it for you. Um, they have vegan cheese, but they don't have any vegan meat options. So I'd like to see it there. Yeah. Going to Jamaican restaurants, um, they'll have tofu as an option, or you can get like rice, cabbage, and some type of meat gravy with plantains, and that's like the veggie plate. So yeah, yeah I like it to be as normal um, for me to go out to eat with my friends who are non-vegan. Because, you know, when you try to say, like, oh, let's go to this vegan restaurant, even though the food might be really good, oh, you trying to convert me, this, this right. and that. So, but now with uh, Beyond Meat Burger, for example, is that Friday. So we all want to go out to happy hour. I can eat. They can eat whatever they want. Nobody feels like they got, you know, tried. And it's because of companies like Beyond Meat, like Impossible, that are in these um, stores like Daya, which is uh, their cream cheese is served at Einstein Bagels. Program, um, you know that's my that's my overarching goal is that I want it to be everywhere so that everybody has an opportunity just to say you know what I'm if I was normally get my breakfast from Starbucks or whatever I'm gonna try meat for today it makes it easier there's not a lot of pressure so that's really my you know I want to say ten year goal but really. <laughs> Kids. It could be two or three, you know what I'm saying? A two or mm -hmm. three year goal to where that's yeah. Right. I was just about to ask you how many years because I really I was like, I want to try it. And maybe I'll have to come up there and sit with you and you'll have to You're hook me Houston, up. Right? Yeah, I'm in Houston. I need, I need to come. My homegirl lives in Houston. She's um a dope vegan as well. She just she kills the game and she's Haitian, so she makes like vegan Haitian food. So I, I do need to come oh, to Houston. Okay. In Houston, but you guys have have soul food vegan, right? Yeah, I actually went there um, maybe like uh, three months ago, and I had like the really like a weirdest experience where like I ran into these creatives, and it was so cool. Um, I was uh, doing a, co a consultation, so I was talking to a client, and you know we were just talking about her business and how she wants to kickstart it or whatever, and we were talking about meditating and just being on the same wavelength, and these guys were talking about the same exact thing right behind us. So they were like, that's crazy. We're all on the same wavelength. So like we just started chatting and vibing. It was just a really great experience, but I didn't get a chance to eat. So a lot of people have said that they like soul food vegan, um, but somebody said it didn't taste soulful. So I guess they were like, oh, it didn't have any flavor in it. But I'm like, that's not what I saw from the people who were eating there. But again, I didn't taste it myself. Well, what, why, can we get you to taste it tomorrow? You got plans tomorrow for dinner already? Yeah, I could probably go by there and see what see what they have. I know that most people were eating the, it was like fried. I think it was like like a French fry type of thing. I don't know. Um, I just saw the ribs, and when I saw their ribs, I was like, "Wow!" Somebody got to eat it. <laughs> wow. Um, and my friend's been there, and she said it's really good. But yeah, you have options all over the place now. Um, like I said, with the you know Fridays Cheesecake Factory. Has the mm -hmm. impossible burger. Um, there's a lot of places that you can go 
that's not just you know stunting and so that's my that's my two to three road i want to take over atlanta so people can be like oh okay well i can go and get it here and i could go and get it there and yeah i mean start at home so like what you gotta do what do you need me to you need me to help you You need me to get so you can get your your meat popping like because like i really i want to see that for you i want to see your product um across the country shit across the world if that's what you want you know because um you know i started um a separate business from the podcast um creative as fuck uh consulting for black creatives who maybe have already have ideas and they don't know how to execute them or don't know how to get started because i really think we all need to have our own businesses Mm -hmm. mostly because um i feel like this is gonna sound really conspiracy theorist but whatever I feel like if we're going to survive following what may happen with this establishment, because I think we all can see the society is going down, down, down. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you going to live if you have to live off of what little government has left? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you don't have it for yourself. So that's kind of what, what I'm doing. So I really like what you're doing because it kind of vibes with that. So that's why I asked if you were still blogging because um, I'm kind of looking also for bloggers uh, to kind of help me because I want to kickstart my uh, blog. I want to turn it into a news magazine, but I'm not going to be able to write everything, you know, mm-hmm. maybe like once a week if I can sit down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this is a, a good connection for you and I because I think there's probably stuff that we can do outside of just this interview. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what's the most important thing you've ever learned, you think? In my life? In your whole life, so far. Um... Can I do two things? Yeah. Or are you guys keeping... Um, there's a saying, I don't remember uh exactly how it goes, but it's something to the effect of like talent without work ethic is wasted. So like basically it doesn't matter how talented you are, if you aren't willing to work hard, like you're not going to make it. And the second thing, um, my friend Jazz, shout out to her. She's an author. She used to tell me is you're never broke until you run out of network. And that um, in my line of business, especially, you know, traveling, um, going to different places, like I've just always been in a position where it's like I have somewhere to stay. I have someone who will let me trap out of their house. Mm-hmm. Um, people who will let me borrow their car, uh, will help with resources, just whatever word of mouth, they'll share, they'll tag a friend, everything. Like I just, I, it, it's my network. Like I might not have a lot of money or, or millions of dollars to operate with yet, but I have, my network is phenomenal out of this world insane can't say enough good things about them my network is crazy you know that's not your whole your network is your net worth 
you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I really, um, I think that's a really important thing. I'm doing a podcaster's pool party here. And I've been, oh, I'm doing it August 31st. So if you can get down here, you are definitely invited. (laughs) You can even, you can even serve meals at the party. I don't care. Or whatever you want to do. I'm serious. I'm trying to get people to come to the party because I want to make it a really cool networking event, but not just a networking event. You know what I mean? Like I want it to be meaningful. So, I mean, if you have, you want to come down, you're totally invited. Um, but the only way I was able to even like kind of get a venue is just through networking. So I think it's just, it's so important. And I, there are people who are like, oh, I don't need X, Y, Z. Well, you always need people, you know what I mean? Cause you, you cannot do anything without some assistance whether or not it comes from something that you already have or somebody, you know, I feel like if you're really going to be as big, like, look at Beyonce, I doubt seriously that she never leans on her friends or people she knows you know what I mean like yeah it's, you just it's for you know emotional support or right. something like that and I think too um with that it's like you can depend on people and people depend on you and it becomes a like a interconnected just web and I really am super grateful to my alma mater shout out to FAMU um for teaching me that I think it gets taught at all HBCUs but I can't speak for that because I haven't been at all HBCUs but my school really taught me the network is black so it's like um whatever I've needed for my business Thank God I've always been able to reach out to someone black, someone who went to FAMU um, or another HBCU. And always, if they can't do it, they know someone else who's black who can do it. So my publicist, my photographer, my lawyer, my editor, for um, my graphic designer for my website, just any every all bodies down to the person who you know makes my shea butter so I have to be ashy when I go out like every single um thing the person who fixes my computer every single thing I've been able to rely on someone black for and I think that's the best like the best feeling because at the end of the day I might not you know, have W two, but I have ten ninety nines, and I'm able to employ other Black people to do right. You know what I need them to do contract wise. You know, and that's another thing. So when I started, it was like January. My what I kept seeing in my head was like Black dollars popping. You know, like everyone has their own service because people already know how to do shit, but maybe they're not charging for it. You know, everybody has their own service, so we can pop those dollars among each other and just circulate the dollar more rather than, you know, going up the street to PC fix apart, which is owned by a white man to fix Mm -hmm. your computer. Well, I know, like you said, I know two and three people I know. Plus my mom, you know, is a computer person all my whole life. So I'm like, everybody I know, I even told her, I was like, you could charge people for your service because she's trying to retire. I'm like, girl, you know how to do stuff, you know? So I think that's really important. I'm glad you said that because it's definitely part of it is just to make sure that people know you are valuable. You can charge for your service and you should be doing it. And, you know, I, I feel like I keep saying this too, but you know, they don't teach that in school. They don't teach you that entrepreneurship is really kind of a better way to, to me personally, 
because I, I cannot wait until I don't have to work for someone else. I can't wait. Well, so I'm on the way up. Keep going for it. I just quit my job in October. So so how, how's that been? What's it been like for you? Stay <laughs> <laughs> off the pole. Praise right. the Lord. And the whole stroll. Praise okay. the Lord. It does cross my mind from time to time. Like, Lord, no, yeah. you gave me gifts, but I also have other gifts. So yeah. That are quite a bit more lucrative on the market. Um, um, no, it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's touch and go. Like some days, you know, I'll go to a city and it will be like, boom, like three, three days like that. And I'm like, what? Like, that's crazy. And of course, like I'm exhausted and all that stuff. And then the other cities and be like, well, that in 38 cents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I thought y'all was gonna do me different because I I only bought a one way. Get here. Right. I don't know. Get back to where I'm going to. So it's it's um it's such a go. Like I think really like anything else. Some days are amazing and I feel like, yeah, psh, I'm so glad I can quit that job because I would only make X, Y, and Z in three days and then I in this situation I'm doing what I love. I'm getting to meet people. You know, I make my own. I mean, I don't make my own schedule. I think that's kind of like an illusion of entrepreneurship. Your clients make your schedule for right. you. But um, I, main time, like, when I'm cooking food for people, like, nigga, I'm in a house dress and a bonnet. So, right. you know, I got my own form or whatever. I could be on Instagram. There's nobody looking over my shoulder to be like, oh, you shouldn't be on your phone. So, like, yeah, that's great. And there's other days where I'm like, please buy something. Help okay. <laughs> Those be the days. So, so whenever you have the bad days or not the bad days, but the low days where you're like 38 cents, how do you get through that? How do you like keep a positive mindset? Um, I think I just kind of think to myself, um, I'm my own problem. I'm my own solution. So um if when the days happen when I don't really make any money, I always sit back and think like, how can I have gone about this day this? So like the first time that I went to New York, I really did not make any money or whatever. And so I started to kind of like just ask around like what's going on, whatever, whatever. And so one, I didn't do enough promo um before I went to New York. I didn't have a big audience base in New York. Um, and New York are New Yorkers are neighborhood people. They don't know you. They're not going to spend money with you. Even if they get, um, you know, even if they post made a sandwich, they're going to post made it from the bodega that they always go to where everybody knows them. They're going to see Gino on the order. Oh, Gino always gets the extra mayo, no lettuce, whatever, whatever. And they sandwich is going to be made perfect. So um, that was like a big like realization i didn't market correctly i'm just sitting there and i'm like you know at least maybe for an hour i do the woe with me i'm i'm a pretty positive person but um after that i'm like thinking okay what did i do wrong didn't maybe i didn't do enough promo enough instagram i could have paid to promote um i didn't do those things and i just kind of look at it from that growth standpoint because i know before i didn't like to like post a lot and i was like oh you know i don't want to bother people i don't want to be begging i don't want to be put so i'm like my girl be like 
Girl, you think Walmart give a fuck how many times they see your commercials? You think McDonald's give a fuck how many times? You, if somebody say, ba da 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 is you know McDonald's jingle, and you know why? Because you have seen it 511 times exactly. over the course of your whole life. And they don't give a fuck how many times you see it. You know what and I'm saying? And neither do we, because we still go. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, people. Taco Bell, Burger King, Pizza Hut, you know, whatever company you could think of. They don't care how many times they see. They want it to be until you is synonymous. Like, until McDonald's is synonymous with burgers, synonymous with fried Walmart, is synonymous with low prices and having everything. Like, mm -hmm. if I got to get something, I'm unsure if another store has it, I will go to Walmart because I know that Walmart will have it. Like, yes. not for vegans. That's, no. That's more like a Whole Foods thing. But with just regular stuff, I need like a... You know, screwdriver or a, a, a sterno burner for a catering. Oh, they have like essential oils and all the candles and everything else too, right. and uh, fish food and something for your garden and everything. Right. And, and you know, and how many times you see that commercial? You know, they want you to know they got online shipping. They better than Amazon. So I think like before when I was really like. Oh, I shouldn't do that. Like, no. <laughs> I don't care if you see my commercial, my Insta stories 500 times. I'm still going to send it to you individually. Get your mind right. You know what I mean? Well, you so, know, I had a client recently that was trying to do an event, and she was like, well, I don't want to overpost because I had told her, I said, you need to post X, Y, Z amount of times every day. Because Well, because, like, you know, if she has a real number she's trying to hit, for me, I look at the number, and I say, okay, how many times do we have to talk to these people to get them, you know, to say, just like with Walmart, how many times do we have to talk to them for them to understand that this is, this is it, this is it, this is it. She was like, well, I don't want to overpost. I'm like, man, no one else is going to post this for you. So if you want people to see you, you have to do it. And you yeah. can't be worried about, oh, they're going to think you are selling. So they're going to think you're selling because maybe you sell it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm I mean, you just got to put yourself out there as many times as you possibly can. I used to post, post, and post, and post, and I'd be like, I would even start and say, I know y'all tired of seeing this. I don't care. And I'll yep. post it all again. My publicist tells me that all the time. She's like, you can't, she was like, because you're not begging. You're selling something, and you're selling a quality product. It's not like you's out here selling flat tummy tea, and you know the shit is bullshit. Like, you selling something that you believe in, you need to act like you believe in it. And I'm like, okay. And it's crazy because I don't know where I get that from in business because my personality and rig like, I'm super in your face. I'm very, I have a very intense personality normally, but it's like, I don't know. I get kind of like shy with my business. You like, yo, but that's over with. I know it. Well, you know, I'm like that too. And I'm always extra. But then when I'm talking about, okay, well, today I need to try to advertise. So I'm like, well, what should I say? Instead of just what I usually do, which is like, just present what I'm going to say. But I think it's just, you know, there's that internal, I wouldn't call it an insecurity, but whenever you're building something when your business, is, it's your baby. And you don't want to see it disrespected or however. And that's how I look at it whenever I start to feel a little bit nervous. I'm like, I don't want people down talking because I'm working real hard on this shit. But mm -hmm. I just have to go, don't even worry about it. Because if people are going to talk about you negatively, whether you're going to sell it or not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, where can everybody find you on social? Oh, first 
Sizzle. So I'm everywhere. Mainly at Bees on Instagram. You can find me. I'm always posting like cooking videos or just food videos, trapping videos, body photos. So that's at Sunny Speaks, S-U-N-N-I Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S. Um, so you can find me there. It's Sunny Speaks on Facebook. Um, you can add me on there. I'm on Twitter, poet, S-U-N-N-I-D-A-P-O-E-T, but I'm not even going to front on y'all. I just be on there, like, reposting funny shit. I don't really post that much on Twitter, and I really don't know why. I think it's kind of, like, juggling so much, but mainly you can find me on Facebook and on the gram, and that's how you can get in contact with me and find out when I'm coming to your city and coming to New York tomorrow, Atlantic City on Saturday. And I'll be in St. Louis in July, Baltimore in August, hopefully Houston in August. Okay, cool. I want to sell food, but I want to show off my swimsuit even more. Yeah, I mean, I would love for you to come. Like anybody who wants to come, I mean, this I want this to be a great event, and I really would love to get some media out there too, like more than just me and the other podcasters, like you know, like people who are doing like TV and newspaper you know so we can get some good press so everybody can get some love so we can you know kind of push this thing a little bit more because we're all working you know i think mm-hmm. that's part of it. i mean if i could get some press i want us all to get some press you know what i mean yeah for sure i'm i'm down i'm down to go and let me uh, check my well my schedule is pretty clear um, <laughs> the end of, but I got to see what the, some flights looking like and yeah. how many events I squeeze in to make a quick coin. Yeah, I mean, just let me know. All right, so that was this week's episode. I appreciate everybody for listening in and make sure that you follow me at MS Creative AF. Follow the show at Between Us Girls Podcast. And I'm about to amp up the Patreon. I'm about to put some stuff out there. Y'all not going to be able to see it if you're not a patron. I'm not going to tell you what it is. And next week, we have Nurse Lolita K. She is a medical cannabis consultant and educator, and she is going to be sitting with me to talk about Cansum Official, okay? So make sure that you follow me and subscribe so that you don't miss that episode. All right, and thank you for listening. Bye!